Welcome to a dose of sugar water. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A Dose of Sugar Water. I am your hostess, Trina, and today I have a special guest uh, who will be joining me and we will be talking about purposeful relationships. Before we get to the conversation, I want to ask you a quick question, but I do want you to introduce yourself to the audience before we start. Okay. All right. Well, I am Latia Reed. I'm a life coach to women that are seeking their purpose and also trying to find themselves, which is the way to purpose. And I work with women ages 35 to 55. Um, And that's just kind of my life's work. That's the short and sweet of it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That is perfect. The short and sweet is sometimes perfect. Okay. So like I said, uh, before we start, I like to kind of like break the ice because I want, um, you know, I, I like for it to be comfortable like that. So that's what we do here on a dose of sugar water. So um, out of my old handy book of questions of day, your question is, Do you think that children born today will have better or worse lives than their parents? Oh, I think that they would have better lives. And someone asked me that question, a question similar to that anyway, before Mm -hmm. um, they were saying, aren't you worried for today's kids and their future? And, and actually I'm not, you know, um, and the reason I'm not, and I don't feel that way is because today's children have so much more awareness. Mm -hmm. um, And because of that awareness, they're able to uh, fight for the things that they care about. They're making their voices heard. They're taking a stand and all of that. And I believe that our children are the future. And because of what they're being forced to do today, based upon our climate, they'll be okay later. I think we'll be okay. We have a lot of young leaders that are coming up uh, behind us. So I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think we kind of have a tendency to forget that that kids are so freaking adaptable and they adjust to whatever it is they need to be adjusted to. So, um, like I said, okay, first of all, great answer. I like that. And uh, like I said, we'll be talking about purposeful relationships. But um, before we start or as we start, can you define what does purposeful relationship mean? I, to me, a purposeful relationship is a relationship with aim, a relationship where we have goals, you know, and a purposeful relationship is something that's going to um, have a massive impact on our lives. Okay. Okay. So um, how would you say that that relationship should look and feel when you say that, you know, it's about aims, it's about goals and, and that impact, because sometimes that massive impact <laughs> don't necessarily look the way we want it to look like it's not in the direction that we want it to go. So how would you say a purposeful relationship should look and feel like? Um, I think for each individual, it's different. Um, and that's based upon the goals that you have for your own personal life. You know, um, when we look at living purposefully, it, we have to do it from a holistic space. And when you look at all the different uh, life focus areas, you know, you have to kind of decide what you want for each of those and make sure that they all align with your core and what you want for your overall life. You know, so what, what feels like a purposeful relationship to me may not feel like what's a purposeful relationship to you. So the, the question becomes, what do you want? What do you need? 
And it takes for you having to sit still and to think about those things and map those things out, you know, um, and just kind of find out what's going to bring me joy. What's going to make me happy? What do I need to live purposely, you know, um, in my life in terms of this relationship? And how does that support the other areas of life? So I think that that answer can be a little differently for everybody. Right. So I, I would imagine that if, if my aim and my goal is one thing, that uh, that is going to require a different set of steps than if for somebody else whose aim is something totally different on another spectrum, it, it would require a totally different pathway. So I totally understand what you're saying about that. Um, so how have we gotten unaligned from being in purpose for relationship? Because it's, it's what I hear as a, a relationship coach is how hard it is to find that person who is equally yoked. And I don't know if that is uh, along the side, along the same, um, you know, lines as a purposeful relationship um, because purposeful kind of sound like partnership to me. It kind of sound like, uh, you know, building in a business, I, I, maybe not even business type, but um, you're actually building towards something. Yeah. How have, how have we gotten out of that alignment? You know, in all honesty, Trina, I sometimes think we've never been aligned. <laughs> really <laughs> want to know the truth. You're probably um, right. Some of us have never been aligned, you know. And again, what you teach and what I teach all goes back to the core. You know, mm -hmm. who are you at your core? Until you know specifically what you want, it's kind of hard. You know, and the thing is, it's not even really more about what you want before it is who you are, you know, oh, who yeah. are you oh, at yeah. your core? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times we, we, we're so quick to just want to be in a relationship mm -hmm. um, for different reasons. Sometimes we are going into these relationships because we're, we have a fear of being alone. You know, yes. we feel like we have to have somebody and having somebody makes us worthy. You know, right, right. Um, so that's one of the reasons we're out of alignment, you know, and then the other one, again, I'm going to keep going back to this one. The other one is that we're not doing our self work and we're looking for somebody else to come in and to fill a void that really only we can feel, you know. Oh, oh God. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> you know, we, we <laughs> want someone to come in and we want to um, have all these requirements. You know, they need to have this. They need to behave mm. like that. They need to speak like this. They need to dress like that. And when you really look at it, ask yourself this question. Is that who you are? Are you right. able to bring those same things to the table? Because what I am finding with the women that I work with, um, so many of them, they have these long laundry lists when it comes to men. And then when I ask, well, what are you bringing? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> well, I'm bringing me. I'm the gift. Well, what makes you the gift? Right. You know, um, <laughs> we say these we say these little cliche phrases and right. things that sounds good, you know, um, and we don't have people that are uh, kind of unpacking that and dissecting that. So I'm the person that will ask that question. <laughs> well, what does that mean? How are you the gift? You know, um, just right. because you're a woman doesn't make you the gift, you know? Oh, my God. Um, so, so what are you bringing to the table? You can't say, I need you to bring this whole plate to the table and you're only bringing cornbread, you know, and he's got the whole plate, the whole dinner. And not only are you bringing cornbread, but your cornbread, you've already bitten off half of that. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, well, what are we doing here? 
you know, so um, <laughs> I, I think that um, we have to get back into, um, I, when I won't even say get back into it because again, we're lacking that self-work. Mm-hmm. You got to get back, get to your self-work, you know, um, and you have to make sure that you have all of those qualities that you're looking for somebody else to bring. And you have to also make sure that you're being intentional in your relationships. You know, um, we're yes. getting into these relationships just for the sake of having a warm body in the wintertime, you know, mm. a hot body <laughs> in the summertime. Mm. You know, so, it's like, so is that is that really your intention? Because if your intention is to only have a warm body or your intention is to um, have a man for the sake of having a man or a woman, then what exactly do you think you're going to get out of that? What reward are you really going to get? You know, I, yes. so I think you have to be very intentional um, with who we're dating. And we have to also make sure that we're bringing what they're, what we're asking them to bring. I, I, um, when you said a lot of women say we're the prize and, and that, that bothers me as well, that we are, we are all the prize, right? Absolutely. Like we've gotten so used to making these statements because someone else made the statement and it sound like it was profound. And so we continue yeah. to say it <laughs> and we don't understand where it's coming from and why they even start saying it. And yeah. um, it makes me think, you know, you're saying you're the prize. You may be the prize, but are you the piece, right? Mm. Are you the, are you the partner? Are you that person who's going to, you know, build up and be, you know, be true and do all those things that that individual is looking for as well. Yeah, I think uh, that may be one of the reasons why we get into this space where uh, we expect everybody else to do the work. Mm. (laughs) We expect everybody else to do the work, but we never look, we never turn that eye on ourselves internally. And so we end up with people who we think we want and we don't even know who we are. So we don't even know what we want. We just exactly we just taking that same cliche and running yes. with it and thinking it's, uh, you know, one size fit all. So I oh, totally he, understand yeah. what you said by that. And here's the other cliche. Well, when I tell them I want this, that, and the other, I'm just keeping it 100. Well, oh. you can't just keep it 100 with everybody else, but you only want to keep it 50 with you. That's the, we can't do that. Look, look, look. <laughs> We can't do that. We can't do that. That's not going to We cannot do that. Not at all. And I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking when you were saying that we may have never been aligned, there was a time when uh, there were these things called arranged marriages. And I'm thinking they, they probably worked during that time. And it was probably because of reasons we probably gotten into like everything, you know, like what, what they say, nothing is new. Yeah. We may have come through this cycle before where it's just like, you know what, let me take care of it. somebody who knows better. But of course, we got to get to that generation that yeah. know better. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We kind of, we may be a little lost now until we start looking internally, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing. We don't want to do the self-work, mm-hmm. you know, and again, everything, we are the end all be all. Everything starts with us everything ends with us, you know? So if we are in a relationship that's not intentional and that's not purposeful and that's not um, allowing us to reap the rewards that we want, that's not because of our mate. That's because of us. If our our mates are disrespecting us, they're not considerate. They're not loving. They're not kind. They're not respectful. They're not generous. All these different things that we want they're not chivalrous. That's a big one. Everybody says mm. chivalry is there. Well, that's not true. 
all the right. men in my life to show chivalry. So exactly. <laughs> so, but the thing is, the difference between myself and and some others is that I require it. You know, right, um, right. and not only do I require it, but I do things for myself that shows them how to treat me. Mm. You know? um, so I, if, if I'm going to, and here's another cliche, this is another one. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be queen, we hear queen all day long. Hey, queen, oh, hey, queen, hey, queen, hey, queen. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But if, if I'm going to be queen, there's certain behaviors that comes mm-hmm. along with that. There's certain requirements that you have, you know, certain standards. So if you want to be called queen and you want to be treated as queen, then you have to have queen behavior and you have to have queen requirements and queen mm. boundaries and all of these different things. Oh yeah. You know, and when it comes to the men, same thing, because this is not just one-sided for the men. If you're going to be king, guess what? You, mm-hmm. you have to behave as such. You have yeah. to stand in that authority if you want us to treat you that way. You know, because you're going to teach me as a queen how to honor you as my king. Right. And that's another, like you said, that cliche of the king, the queen and the king. If you study those positions, there's an order. (laughs) And uh, when you start telling those queens about that order, sometimes it's like, uh, hey, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to submit. Wait a minute. I'm not saying all I ain't going that far. Or in the, on the other hand, you have those kings who want to be boss, but you know you have not let you, you don't have you have not shown any type of accountability or responsibility Absolutely. as a leader. Absolutely, so it, it, it you know it, it's like you taking on these titles, but we need to research exactly what these titles mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, research what they mean and how how are we going to apply ourselves to those standards if that's what we're going to call ourselves? You right. know. Um, it, when you have a king and you have a queen, guess what? They're all standing purposefully, you know, yeah. they're there for a reason, you know, yeah. and there's a certain level of honor that we give them. We Absolutely. listen, we're over here in the U S and we got, uh, queen Elizabeth and everybody over there in the UK. And guess what? We're honoring those people from where we are. Right. Why? Because of the title that they hold and because of the requirements that they have set for their lives as queen or as king. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we got to, and there's nothing wrong with us wanting to be queen. There's nothing wrong wanting to be king and wanting to be number one and, and wanting this, this fabulous life with our mate. That's what we're here for. That's one, you know, one of the, the benefits of being here. But the thing is, we really have to do the work in order to get that, you know, we can't be so, so, um, hell bent on, just having a man or just having a oh, woman, right. yeah. you know, if you do your self work, you find out who you are at your core, you find out specifically what it is that you want for your life overall, mm-hmm. then you can build a list according to that. And mm-hmm. you can now look for those type of people, Absolutely. you know, and then Absolutely. that's another thing you were saying earlier about how to find them. Sometimes we need to stop looking. Look, <laughs> that look. We don't understand that. We don't understand that part of it. You know, everybody, (laughs) everybody, we talk about manifesting and all this and everybody gets so caught up in that. And they don't understand that manifesting is not about you going drag (laughs) you as a woman dragging somebody down off the mountaintop. That's, 
that's not what manifesting looks like. That you know, marauding and 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 what do you call it when you go through and you just take over count countries and that type of thing. That is not manifesting. So yeah, know, we have to stay in our feminine self. Something. I mean, our feminine yeah. space. And it's that. hard to how, how exactly. And this is another thing that I hear in our industry. You know, you and I as coaches. We hear about the manifesting and everything, and that's great. And you can manifest both good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. um, what what I don't get is how people assume that they're going to manifest anything when they keep missing a part of the formula when it comes to manifesting. It's not just, hey, I think about this thing and mm-hmm. I speak it out of my mouth and then boom, there it goes. Right. No, it's not really a magic <laughs> right. thing. There's more to that formula. You know, it starts in your mind. You have to have a mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's once you're thinking about it, you're dreaming about it, then, yeah, you speak about it, you know, and then you act as though it's so. But the one thing that we're missing is the fact that in manifesting, you have to do the work, girl, you have to do the work. You can't (laughs) say, oh, I'm going to manifest my top job, but you're laying in bed all day until three o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) You know, and then you're mad the next day because you did. I've been manifesting and nothing's showing up. Well, you missed a part of the manifesting form, right? So right. You gotta, you're working when it comes to having a purposeful and intentional relationship. Yes, you can write your list and you can have your vision boards and your dream boards and your soul boards and all of these different boards, mm-hmm. and you can talk about it all day long. You can go to bed dreaming about it, all of that good stuff. But if you don't do the work that you need uh, on yourself, right, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're going to manifest who you are in this current state. That right there. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so if you're bringing in certain people in your life, instead of talking about how horrible of a person they are and, and this didn't work out because he or she did this, how about you look at self? What is it that I did that I should not have done? to mm-hmm. allow this or what is it that I didn't do standards that I didn't set that mm-hmm. allowed this you know again it all goes back to self it all goes back to core it all goes back to your goal and your aim for your relationship you yeah. know yeah um, and I don't think that we're thinking long term we're thinking right now that microwave we're in the microwave era where everything has to be yeah. right now right now right now Right now. I, want, I want to post it. I want to put it on social media. I want to yeah. show the world. And, and yeah. And, and it's you, like you're trying to show the world. The world doesn't care. <laughs> Can we just be honest? The world <laughs> really doesn't care. The only thing that the world really wants to see is something they can gossip about. Exactly. Because you they're know, not they working on their stuff. If they don't, because if you're working on your own stuff, you ain't got time for the gossip. You were mentioning about doing the work and I I try to compare it to something as simple as painting a wall. Like I can sit in a room with white walls and and wish I had purple walls all day long and I can think it, you know, I can think about those purple walls all day long, but until I get my butt up off the couch and start painting, those walls are going to remain white. And it's just as simple as that manifestation. Like you said, is all about doing the work. Yeah. is is getting that first of all to have that thought in your head and to you know like you said plan it and acting and everything else but you still got to go to the store buy the paint and start the painting or hiring somebody to paint the wall it's this it's as simple as that yeah yeah because what happens is that 
when you're not getting up painting the wall and tomorrow you're upset because the wall still needs to be painted and you don't have time, it's like, well, guess what? You just manifested all of this right here today. <laughs> exactly. By not it's, doing the work. It's you know? the exact same talking, way. Yeah, by talking about <laughs> the fact that you know, I don't really feel like painting this wall purple today. I'm going to sit here on the computer a little bit longer because I'm just not with it. Well, you're speaking about that. And here's the action or lack thereof. Yeah, that's that's following. You're on the computer and you're not moving. So guess what you're manifesting? That same white wall that you're looking at. And that's the exact same way it works. Exact same way it works in relationships. Absolutely. You know, Uh, you know, and I think too, um, when it comes to having purpose for relationships, I think um, not only do we need to get to know ourselves when we are in the dating field, we need to get to know those people that we're dating or that we're, you know, um, attempting to have a relationship with, you know, right. we are in this, because we're in the right now world, the microwave society, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're asking silly questions. Oh, well, what's your favorite food? What's Look. your favorite color? <laughs> Listen, that's all fine and good, but can we ask some core questions? When you are looking to have a purposeful relationship, an intentional mm. relationship, and let's look at the word purpose, you're looking for fulfillment, mm. not a quick fix, not a quickie. You're looking for long-term <laughs> fulfillment. Let's just keep it real. You know, um, when you're looking for that, you need to ask questions that's going to get you there. You know, what right. are you what are you looking to do in five years? You know, ask some things about that. Hell, ask some things about their history because a lot of times your history precedes you. Mm-hmm. So you'll know exactly who this person is if you ask some deep questions about their history. You know, right. but instead we want to be so safe, you know, when it comes to to, to asking those things because we're like, well, we don't want to be all in their business. We want to scare them away wanna, and yeah. But then you want to take the risk when you're bringing them in your life. That is so the we thing. got everything flipped the wrong way. You know? <laughs> it's like we're in this microwave world, but what we need is taking that time because even if you don't, you know, because uh, I've heard people say, well, it's, you know, I don't want to be on an interview when I'm on a date. And it's not, and I know you're saying the questions as in these are the things that you need to get answers to. And this is not necessarily where you you can find it because honestly, having a conversation with a person, you can get so much information out of without having to ask a direct question, but it takes time. And we want to move so fast because we're so ready. We're ready to post those pictures. (laughs) And that's true. But you know, here's my thing. I I get it. You don't, you may not want to feel like you're on an interview when you're dating. I get that. And there are levels to it. So I'm not saying date number one, you're asking all the core questions. No, (laughs) number one, you're just trying to, you're just trying to get through dinner without your underarms sweating. You know, so so I'm not saying that for date number one or two, but when you get to the point where it's like, okay, I think I really like this. I'm liking spending time with this individual and we need to kind of turn it up a notch that's when you need to start asking those questions and here's my thing about the interview I get that to a certain extent because Mm -hmm. at the same time if you are looking to date with a purpose Mm -hmm. okay with an Mm -hmm. end goal with an aim and he's looking to date with a purpose and an end goal and an aim guess what he doesn't mind the interview questions you know why because he's interviewing you as well why Mm. because he's not looking for just a warm body this winter. He's not mm. looking for just a, 
a, a piece of arm candy for the summer. He's looking for a life partner. So, you know, it, it just, again, it depends on what your goals are that's going to determine what those dates need to look like, you know? Um, and, and like you said, because we're in such a hurry, we just bypass all of that, you know? And, and for, for us women, and I know a lot of women are going to be mad at me behind this, but the truth is the truth. And that's all I can tell you. For women, and I, I guess some of the men are going to be like, uh-huh, yep, yep. Um, you know, but for women, we have this habit. Um, and I get it. You know, coming up, we were taught to, to, you know, we were dreaming about the big house and the picket fence and the dog and all of this warm, fuzzy stuff, right? So mm-hmm. when, we, when we're introduced to a man or a man approaches us at a gas station, at a restaurant, wherever, and we exchange numbers, here is the issue with, with us women. We're immediately dreaming about the wedding. Girl. You haven't even had dinner yet. You Listen. haven't even had a conversation. Future fantasizing. I call it future fantasizing. You know, um, and, and, and unfortunately, we start that process in our head, you know, and mm-hmm. before you know it, we are in this unspoken relationship you know, mm-hmm. that he never even agreed to. Don't know nothing you know? about. Exactly. Or you start sleeping with him or her. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's, oh, well, where are we now? Well, we ain't nowhere because nobody said anything about that. You know, right. um, but if you have those conversations, you know, um, about certain things like that, that will kind of help you a little bit. It would you definitely, know? definitely so have. Got to stop being so in a hurry we have to stop just doing things by the seat of our pants and just with no point, no rhyme or reason. Because <laughs> we're going to stop listening to all the other folks who are in your same situation telling you how to get out the same situation that they're still in. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. That's going to be a whole other interview somewhere. But I, that it, when it comes down to the cliche and it comes down to the underprize and you know, independent woman and all of that stuff that we uh, have a tendency to regurgitate. (laughs) Um, We get lost in it without understanding, you know, where it originates from, you know, who said it, why did they say it? You know, nowadays, if it sounds profound, we're going to say it and we're going to run it into the ground. Yeah. And (laughs) And you know, you hit the nail on the head with that independent woman. That's a big one. Trina, that's Mm. a big one. Because we feel like we're so independent, we don't need no man, you know. And, and, and um, at the same time, we're saying, God, it's so hard to find a man, but yeah. I don't need no man. And it's exactly. just like you are so conflicting right now. Even yeah. if the universe was trying to help you out, you give it 18 different messages. Yeah. And that's the thing: the universe, God's universe, is going mm-hmm. to rise to meet you where you are. Whatever signal you're putting out there, yeah. that's what's going, it's like a ricochet. Hey, you that's throw it. that signal out there and it's coming right back to you just the way you threw it. You and know, we don't so even understand to... that we're throwing. We don't exactly. even understand. We're just constantly repeating something because it makes us feel better. It makes yes. us feel comfortable to say, well, men are intimidated by me. No, men are not well, intimidated first, by you. <laughs> first of all, if, if again, if you're, let's think about a purposeful relationship, a relationship with intention. If you are intentional, and he is intentional, which is what you need to make clear when you're dating. I am dating for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Here is my purpose. 
because what happens is if that ain't his purpose, he ain't got to waste your time. You know, exactly. but when you're doing that, here's the thing. If you're both dating for purpose, he's not intimidated by you. A exactly. man is not intimidated when they know their spot. It's listen. <laughs> he doesn't want to be intimidated for. This is a whole real man over here. He's right. looking to date you with purpose or marry you with the purpose. Like he's not intimidated by you, honey. That is you know, what I try to get across when they when people say, you know, they're you know, men are intimidated. I'm just like, you have you have gotten that statement and you're running with it because that is your excuse and it makes you feel comfortable because you're not where you want to. I call it the sour. I have so many different uh, uh, sayings for the things that I, that pop up in conversation. I call it the sour grape syndrome. I don't know if you remember <laughs> the nursery rhyme, uh, the, the nursery story about the fox and the grapes and he couldn't get to the grapes mm-hmm. and you know, but it's because you can't get what you want. So you make up something to make it feel better for you not having it. And when yeah. you constantly say that and you constantly, you know, even if it's a conflict and you, you say, OK, I know I want a man. But if you constantly saying that into the universe, out into the world, that's what you're going to bring to you because it's conflict. You know, you're going to bring conflict. And just going going back just to pinch to the intimidation thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let, let's go on and give a dose of sugar water right here. Let's give it. If, if Listen, if, um, if you find that men are consistently intimidated by you and they really, truly are, because I know some people are going to listen and they're going to go, no, it's a real thing. Really, really, really. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. It can be a real thing. But here is the issue. Let's let's go ahead with the loophole. If you are finding that men are consistently intimidated by you, let me ask this question. Why are you intimidating them? Because there's <laughs> something that you are doing. You're playing the hardcore female. Mm-hmm. You're playing all these different tough girl roles because you have trauma from your past. A lot exactly. of times, and I won't go too deep into that, but yeah. you have these walls that are up to where you're coming across as this hardcore person. And, and then we, I have a cousin that had the nerve to say, well, I might have walls up maybe. Well, it's their job to kick them down. He <laughs> don't want to kick down no walls. He didn't come, Why? He Why? Didn't come Why? in trying to be Bob the Builder. Why, Why does he have to come walls? and tear down, tear down your walls? How about you do, again, let's go back to the beginning training. Mm-hmm. You do your self work, your core work. So that he doesn't have to tear down the walls. Because the thing is, if you're doing things or you've got these walls up to where he does feel intimidated, you know, mm-hmm. by the time he breaks through the walls, he don't even want the relationship no more because it's, it was it was too much doggone work. Right, right, right. And, 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 and when I said that, I, was, I wasn't saying that there, there aren't human beings who are intimidated by other folks' accomplishments and that type of thing. But what I'm saying is a man, okay, a man, a, and I hate to say real man because I hate that too, because anything that's nonfiction, that's, that's, that's not nonfiction. We'll say, we'll say manly man, a manly man. Okay, a, a manly man, <laughs> to me, in my opinion, do not become a man based on what a woman allow him to do yeah. or, or, or uh, you know, I just don't understand that point because if, if you're basing your manhood on what I tell you, you can do or be, then that's not my definition of a man. So that's when I say men are not intimidated. Um, I'm not saying that intimidation isn't there. And also to the point that you said, why are you attracting these weak men? 
or why are you attracting these weak males? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. something, there's something to attraction. You know, there's something, yeah. there's two parts to a magnetic, you know, draw. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, and for those, those men or women that are, that are um, intimidated by your position or how much money you make and all of that stuff like that. Again, when you're dating, if you mm-hmm. ask certain questions, right, you ask the question, have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know? And pay attention to those flags and stop trying to change people. Stop trying <laughs> to collect the dog on red flags. You just collecting them all, taking them home. Right. Like, <laughs> trying to paint them, trying to Clorox them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you want to blame him for you having a trunk full of red flags or you exactly. want to blame her. You know, exactly. if he's got a trunk full of red flags, well, guess what? I didn't open your trunk and put my red flags in there. You took them from me. <laughs> exactly. You took girl, them. <laughs> and guess what? I'm not going to fight you to keep them for myself. Look, look <laughs> and the only thing I have to say is I told you. I told you from the beginning. This is who I was, you know, and you. So and that is a whole whole yeah. nother conversation I, I actually yeah um post a video about that I, i'm gonna actually have a conversation about that too coming soon um mm-hmm. um what are some ways to recognize you're out of alignment when it comes out to your relationship say you're already in a relationship how can you recognize that you're out of alignment real simple when you're not happy <laughs> well, when you are you consistently go. unhappy when mm-hmm. you are not content, when you are starting to question, do I really even want to be in this? You know, when that's a, cause mm-hmm. some, and I'll say when that's a consistent question, because I think that that's, that question will come up in any long-term marriage, short-term marriage, dating relationship, mm-hmm. friendship. So when you're, so when you're asking the question consistently, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you're, when you're starting to think about maybe being with somebody else or an exit plan from the relationship, those are all things that are telling you, listen, this relationship is not in alignment with who you are. Even when you don't know who you are, right? you know, what you do know is when something doesn't feel good to your core. Right. And instead we choose to, to let these people keep wounding us and wounding us. And then we w- decide we want to put a bandaid on the bullet wound, you right. know, right. and dare anybody to rip it off. Mm. You know, um, and that's that's another dose of sugar water when we got to rip the mandates off because you know? um, <laughs> it hurts, you know, and you don't want that wound exposed. But what you don't realize is that when you're trying to heal the wound, you got to expose it, you yeah. know, gotta um, you got to expose it, yeah. it because your body needs to heal. So with the relationship, if these things are not purposeful, if they're not making you happy, they're not fulfilling and right. you know, it's not going anywhere. Guess what? That's a bullet wound. Mm. You got to heal that. You got to rip the bandaid off and you got to just let that thing heal and, and just let it go. It's not, it's not serving you in any way, shape or form. You know, right. we, we have a habit of settling just to say we have something, mm. you, you know, and now here's a cliche that we really need to listen to. I can do bad by myself. Look, <laughs> some of them are valid. <laughs> listen. I can do bad by myself, but guess what? I can do better by myself too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, so that's the thing. If it's not bringing you joy, if it's not a relationship that you're excited about, if it's not a relationship that you um, are proud of in every area of that relationship, that's not it. 
That's not it. It's out of alignment with, with your life. You say you want a happy relationship. I want a good relationship. I want a man that does this for me, does that for me, that behaves like this. He respects me. He does all these things. And every day he's showing you that he has none of those things on the list or he only has two or better yet, let's give him another one. He has three out of the five things that you may want. Guess what? Mm. Three is not enough. Mm. If you want five things, those are your non-negotiables. Guess what? He needs or she needs to hit every non-negotiable. Right. I'm not saying that they're going to they're going to be perfect because it doesn't exist. But when you have when you know who you are, you know what you require for the relationships that you have. You can build a list if you're going to have a list mm-hmm. and you have to decide like with your to do list, you put your top three you know, your main three up top, right, those are your right. non-negotiables. And then right. the other ones, you definitely want to get those things done, but you may not get to it and it's okay. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with that. Put your non-negotiables up top. And if your mate is not hitting all of your non-negotiables, guess what? That's not the person that, that you need in your life based upon your goals that you set. So right. get out of it. You know, I think that we stay in it so long and we're constantly accepting the bare minimum, you Mm. know, and then it gets into this almost like this snowball effect. And before you know it, we've accepted so much that we don't know how to get out. Right. Right. And and the thing and the thing to that is there is that one step in there where when you are just like when your car get out of alignment, you can go get take it to the shop and get it kind of back aligned again. Yeah. Um, there is that step before the get out. Now I totally understand the get out. It's like when you have gone through the process and, and, and you're trying to get back into alignment and either you don't want to be, or it's not happening. Okay. I, I, I totally get the exit plan, but how do you get back into alignment when you say, okay, <clears throat> you know, sometimes we get into situations that we don't even realize that it's out of alignment because we're so used to the routine of it. How do we say, okay, oh, wait a minute, I'm not happy, you're not happy, but you know, we, we care enough about each other, we love each other enough that we want to work it out. How do you get back into alignment with each other? If both parties are willing to work on it, set boundaries. Set boundaries. If, if you're, so you're, let me make sure I'm understanding your question. They are both wanting to work on it and they're wanting to get this thing back on track. Absolutely. That's my question. Or, right. or for some on track for the first time. Um, yes. You know, it, it goes because <laughs> some of us go into it and it's never it wasn't on track to begin with. Right. You know. Right. Um, but I think that if we're looking to get it back on track, it's a matter of, again, both parties knowing who they are. It go Everything keeps going back there. Who are you and the person that you say you are? What does that person need in their relationships? What's going to make each of them fulfilled individually, first of all, and then let's come together with those things and let's have a conversation. These are the things, honey, that I need to be fulfilled in this relationship. And he says, or she says, this is what I need. Okay, so, so how are we going to do this? What are, what are we willing to sacrifice? What type of work are we willing to put in? So be clear about who you are be clear about what it is that you want in your relationship. And then here's the other thing, <clears throat> excuse me. After you get those two things out the way, you have to talk about how it makes you feel. 
when these things are not being met, I feel like this. When you're crossing these boundaries, it makes me feel like this. And then your next step, if we are going to try to get this thing back in alignment, I need to make sure that you're going to meet all these requirements. I'm going to meet these requirements. We're going to do this thing like this. And if we don't, here is the consequence of that. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I think that that's a lot of it too. We are scared to state the consequences. And then we have some people that are stating the consequences if, if these terms are not being met, but then they break their promise. Mm. They're given empty promises. If this doesn't work, then I'm leaving you. Mm. Okay, well, it, it's not working. If you, <laughs> you cheat on me, there? I'm out. I'm not dealing with it anymore. Okay, so they cheated on you again and you're still not out. You know, so stop giving empty promises, you know, mm. because they're going to keep trying you. So, <clears throat> excuse me, just to give it real quick, state what, what it is that you guys want with your own personal lives, then what it is that you want together. What is it that you are willing to compromise and sacrifice? What's, how do you feel about, you know, the situation when it's not going well? What does it make you feel like? And then what's going to be the consequences if we do not meet the terms of this relationship? Well, and that sounds like a, a total goal, a total uh, aim. That just like, like you said, when we started out, purposeful. You have to have that purposeful uh, mindset. You have to, and it's, and it may sound like an agreement, but that's exactly, exactly what it is. And all of it, you know, just like you just wrapped up, it starts with you knowing who you are, knowing who you are so that when you do get with someone, because we always want to work on the cure, but let's work on the prevention. (laughs) Let's work on not getting into uh, those spaces, uh, especially when you talk about, uh, when you talk about, um, legally binding spaces Mm -hmm. uh, without doing the work yeah so that was really good that's really good information I like that I like that know who you you are know what you want have that conversation and that communication set the boundaries and the guidelines and the consequences yeah because here's the thing if I even being in a relationship if we're friends it doesn't even have to be a courtship these are things that that are are universal to all relationships you know even, mm-hmm. even with the, I got a little dog, even with my dog, be clear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about what she's not to do, you know, what's going to happen if she does it and hold true to that. But the thing is, when it comes to our relationships, um, whichever the relationship is, dating, marriage, friendship, whatever, the whole thing is this, how do I tell you or show you how to treat me if I don't know myself? I can't tell you how to help fulfill me. Number one, I should be fulfilling myself. And then you're just a compliment to what I've already done. But how do I say, honey, here's what I need from you when I don't know myself enough to know what I need. And I think that's what's happening in relationships. We don't know ourselves enough to say, this is what I need. Or when somebody's even, because sometimes people are giving us us what we need and we can't even accept it. We yeah, you know, recognize it because we don't know who we are at our core and we don't know what we need. So we think we need one thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody's giving us that one thing. We're getting irritated by that one thing just to turn around and say we needed that one thing. Well, I was Mm -hmm. giving it to you. You didn't didn't recognize that. (laughs) You haven't stepped with yourself long enough. 
you know exactly exactly that is that is so true that is so true because as long as you think and and we uh we were talking about cliches and then just repeating what we hear as long as we keep saying what somebody else need that's what you're going to get but it's not for you everything is not for everybody and when you keep living that lie you keep bringing that lie to you and you wonder why it don't work getting to know you getting to know you is the first step you know besides recognizing that you need to get to know you (laughs) recognize that there's something to get to know the sooner that we do that self-work and get to know ourselves the Mm -hmm. sooner we're going to find the mate that we're looking for like we don't realize we are in a hurry to get this perfect mate or this close to perfect mate and we don't get it this when you like i promise you when you sit down and literally do a life audit Mm. you know and, and just kind of put everything into perspective, you'll find that who you think you want right now today, mm. after you do that life audit, you're going to realize, oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is nah. what I want. <laughs> I had it all wrong. You know, right. and then you start doing, doing the work. You know, it, let's kind of look at that a little bit real quick. You, with your finances. So there's, there, you, well, we know you know, but there are different areas of life your finances, your spirituality, um, your career, all of these different things. Look at each of those things. If you mm-hmm. say that, hey, with my finances, I want to be in a position where I'm making $100,000 a year. And you right now today, you have a man that's not even trying to work. Mm. You better be making 99000 yourself then. <laughs> but, but, but then here's the thing. Here, here's, again, you're not you're still not being in an intentional relationship exactly. as it relates to your goals because now you're going to be upset because you're making all the money and you're going to work every day when he's sitting there doing whatever he's doing that's not bringing income. So now your happiness is compromised yeah. because you're stressed yeah. out and you're frustrated. So if you yeah. say you want $100,000 a year, you cannot go date somebody that's not even looking for a job. That you know, if, if you say that I want to be the spiritual being and I want to be connected to God or connected to whatever your beliefs are, you know, mm-hmm. um, it can be Buddha, whatever your beliefs are. If that is what, where you are spiritually, you're going to go and get somebody that has no spiritual anything, you know? So, so you got to really look at these different areas, your, your, uh, career, you want to have a career where you're working your own business, you know, you have an empire, but you're going to mm-hmm. go over here and date somebody that doesn't even dream oh yeah not a dream he's not a dreamer right so he's not going to support you again your happiness is being compromised right he wouldn't even know know how to support you we got a habit of of dating people based upon potential Mm. oh well he's got potential potential mean you don't have it (laughs) (laughs) let's just let's just look let's just give another little dose of sugar water if he got potential ladies that mean he ain't got it (laughs) he ain't got it yet (laughs) he ain't got it Ain't nothing guaranteed. He's gonna get it. (laughs) You know, and here's the thing: we don't even know that. We don't know that. You know, so we have to we have to decide again with those non-negotiables. Which ones are non-negotiables, and which ones are potentials that I can deal with? Right, and stop settling. (laughs) Stop settling. You know, for real, stop settling. settling And it's out of fear most of the times. You're settling out of fear. You're settling because you want to be able to say, "I got something," and then when you get it. 
you trying to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we just, we just gotta, we just gotta, you know, know who we be are. Intentional, be intentional, be intentional absolutely. about your relationships, you know, absolutely. be honest about your relationships, be honest with yourself. And that's the thing too. Um, if you're not really looking to have an intentional relationship um, in terms of purpose, that's fine too. Just say that, you know, right. hey, I'm look, guys do it all the time. I don't want nothing serious. I'm just trying to have and, a and, and that in itself is a purpose. And then that way you align with folks who are with that same purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if that's what it is, just be honest with yourself about yeah. whatever space you're in. And, yeah. and that's where you work from that space. If you're yeah, only yeah. in the space of, of, um, and I see this happen a lot too, where men are in the space of, um, and I'm only saying men because the women do it too, but men, you hear from it more. Men right. are in the space of, um, you know, yeah, I just want the friend with benefits and the woman, because men are very clear. Let me give that to our men. A lot <laughs> of our men are very, very clear with their desires. Mm-hmm. We just don't listen. You know, and again, I know a lot of women are going to be mad at me and I'm okay with that. Um, but look, the know, truth but, is the truth. It's the truth, you know, but men are clear about, they just want her friend, want friends with benefits. And what happens is they make it clear to the woman. She knows that she sleeps with them after she didn't slept with them three, four times. Now she's like, okay, well, where are we now? Remember I said that earlier and he's kind of looking like, what do you mean? I already told you I didn't want anything. Well, I, I was okay with that then, but now I'm not. Okay, well, again, you didn't have a goal or an aim. So now you want to have a goal and an aim after y'all are already here and he didn't told you what his goal and aim was. That's that's not on him. That's that red flag that they've taken home and try to put it in that bleach water. Mm -hmm. I post a video earlier uh, on my Facebook page and it was about this uh, couple. And uh, she was talking about uh, she was tired of his side chicks. And he was like, we talked about this before we even started and you were okay with it. You even joined in with it and you were okay with it now all of a sudden. But the thing is, she, I I, I say outright lied. She Mm -hmm. pretended to want something to get what she wanted at the moment, thinking that she'll be able to pull him back over on the other side. And when it didn't Mm -hmm. work, all of a sudden you got ultimatums. You got these Mm -hmm. things, you know, well, I'm going to leave. Well, Okay, because that wasn't the agreement. The agreement was what you agreed to, and now you're trying to change the rules. And that's yeah. one thing that um, um, you know I, I know it's kind of off the purposeful part. But when you say be honest with yourself, you have to know what you, like you, the deal breakers. You have to know what's a deal breaker for you, and don't bend those rules trying to fit into a space just to hold on to something. Well, that's those part of purpose. Flag, that's purpose because in in order to to live a purposeful life, to have a purposeful relationship, one of the key ingredients is boundaries. So everything yeah. you're talking about is boundaries. So that definitely is a part of, of purpose. So if you don't set those boundaries, yeah, then yeah. that's on you. That's right. on you. You go right into what you agree to. And, and there yeah. you go. Yeah. And it's, it's a sad space to be when you have agreed. <laughs> it's just like when you buy a car and you realize it's not what you wanted. That mm-hmm. buyer's remorse is a mug. <laughs> Ooh, boy, boy, boy. Yes, it is. <laughs> I listen, I got some buys remorse over a few things now. <laughs> right. And, and when you have when you're not, you know, when you don't read the contract or you agree to the contract, understanding what it is, and then all of a sudden you want to change the rules, it just don't work that way. It just don't work that way. Oh. Wow. 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 
So purposeful relationships, folks. It's, <laughs> and, and, and like we discussed, it's about, you know, knowing who you are so that you can get into one instead of trying to get out of a one that's not it to figure it out because it's a lot harder to get out (laughs) than to do the work to get into it and that work start with you the work start with you and we deserve to be happy you know we were not we were never put on this earth excuse me to be miserable we were never put on this earth to have these hard relationships you know um Mm -hmm. so so with any other area of your life you have to have aim and purpose. Purpose is about being fulfilled. It's about making sure that you're going somewhere. You have some form of a direction. You can't get up and say, hey, I want to go to New York. And then you have no map, no directions, no Google, no anything to show you how to get there. You have to have an aim. You have to have some mm-hmm. type of goal, a tactic, a strategy. You got to have all of that stuff when it comes to your life as a whole. And then when it comes to the individual parts, your career, your uh, finances, your spirituality, your relationships, same thing. What is the goal? Mm-hmm. What is the tactic? What is the strategy? You, yes. you have to have that because if, if not, you're out here blind trying to do this thing called life. Ooh. You're out here blind. And y'all know we already got enough stuff to distract us as it is with mm-hmm. then to try to navigate without sight. <laughs> without any yeah. type of hindsight and foresight or whatever. Yeah. So, and just demand more, you know, I think that we have to, um, you know, again, some men for sure demand more for yourself, men, you know, but women is where we're seeing so much of this demand more for yourself and don't be scared to say, Hey, I have a purpose for my life. And if you're going to be a part of that, here is what I need from you. You know, be clear and upfront about that because if that's not what he's willing to offer, you already know, don't waste your time because it's not going to yield you a benefit. Absolutely it's not. It's not require more from people, but remember that in order to cre- require more from them, you've got to require more from you. Oh, that part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just that on that. <laughs> that is that on that. Look, that is that on that. I actually yeah. like that. <laughs> I like that on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We That's can talk that. about this forever. We can talk about this forever. And I would love to have you back where we go more into um, how to set yourself up to um, get into those sex, uh, sex. You, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about relationships, let's talk about right. sex. A little purposeful sex. Let's talk about sex. sex. Uh, <laughs> to get What's into the those successful, sex? right? Take me to the moon, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we, we, um, to get how to get actually get into those successful relationships and how to prepare right. yourself and how to, you know, first of all, um, do that. Uh, what everybody's calling shadow work to do that internal yeah. evaluation of yourself. And uh, I would love to have you back on where we could actually get into that more. Um, Before we close out today, so I won't hold you up all day, but what is one final piece of, I guess, out of everything, the takeaway? What is the one takeaway you'd like the listening audience to know? Ooh, a saying, a cliche. (laughs) (laughs) To thine own self, be true. Oh, perfect. Perfect. 
that wraps let's, it all up and, and, and yeah. put it in a ball and put a bow on it. <laughs> let's, let's do it again. And that's that on that. <laughs> that is that on that. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, Latia, um, I know you, you're you a coach and I do want people who are interested in contacting you to be able to get uh, your information and know exactly how to uh, you know, get in touch with you. Can you let us know where you are or if you're doing anything where folks can kind of connect with you? Yes. So I can be found on Instagram, Facebook at I am Latia Reed. That's L-A-T-I-A-R-E-E-D. And then my uh, email at it's hello at Latia Reed. Uh, you can find me all those places. And then um, as far as things coming up, I do have a signature program um, that is launching really, really soon. It's called Activate Your Purpose. And that is a 12 week program where I am literally taking you through a a journey through self so that you can learn just what we're talking about, who you are, what it is that you want in your life so that you can have all of those things that, uh, you know, that's meant for you, you know? Um, So that program is going to be great. We are going to dig deep and start kind of unpacking some of that past trauma. And we're going to get back down to the foundation so that we can rebuild and we're able to then unveil the new you. So. I'm excited about that. Oh, that sounds exciting. That sounds exciting. So to you folks who are listening here to A Dose of Sugar Water, you have Miss Latia's contact information. Please reach out to her. We all need that self-reflection and that activate your purpose will, will be a perfect start for a lot of us here. So Thank you, Latia, for taking this time to speak with me and to speak to my audience. Uh, I appreciate you coming in tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Trina. I loved it. Cool. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of A Dose of Sugar Water. Go ahead now and leave a review wherever you're tuning in from. And be sure to come on back for your next dose of sugar water. Take care of yourself and each other. And I'll see y'all on the other side.